Hi, this is Dagum from Divide on Hordeside Zuljin, and you're listening to Hearthcast. Hello, and thanks for joining us on Hearthcast, episode number 175 for patch 5.3, made possible by OpenRay.org. Our topic for this episode is Roll for Mounts. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of Hearthcast. Freckle Face, and I play a Goblin Hunter. Hey everybody, this is Root. I play a Goblin Warlock. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player coming up in episode number 175 of Hearthcast. We're going to talk about some spoilers with Demonic Rick, and we're going to get some stuff done with Dead Guy. He's got some uh, time-sensitive stuff that he is going to be talking about. So, uh, hey Freck. Hey. How are you? Awesome. What is going on? I had another awesome week. Really? Yes. So what is up with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Biggest news. Biggest news. Since everybody cried about the spawn rate of the Kiraji Garlings, they increased it. Oh, there's a, oh okay. So Yeah, people cried like crazy. The QQ'd for the, the Q mount. There's tears, buckets of tears. Buckets of tears. Everywhere. Everywhere. And Blizzard responded, they increased it. I know what that thing is. What is that thing? Um, the, 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 the it's a humanoid. Humanoid? Yeah. That's a little... Mount? No, it's a pet. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is for the achievement World Safari. Oh. Which used the title Zookeeper. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Did you get it? It's very exciting. I got it, oh, yeah. You got it last week, though, didn't you? No. Oh. Last week, I got the Ashes of Alarm Mount. That was my <sighs> big news. Yeah, this week... Last week, I had tried the, the day of the... The first day that it was summer to go check for it, there's 40 people camping in the same spot. Hey, did that, um, the pet that I gave you, did it change? Yes, he did. He oh, did change. The yeah. the ancient guardling. Yeah, the one from the Blizzard store. Yes. Yeah. He did. He changed his leaves. Cool. So they're not falling off anymore? No. They're sprouting? They're bare. No, they were they were like buds because it was spring and now oh. they're more bare. Oh, I'm guessing they'll turn brown in the fall. And oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I got him to 25. Oh. Yeah. Good. So I can fight with him. Oh. You can PvP with him now. With the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right. It's very cool. I also got an interesting drop from one of my bags of pet supplies. It's a chain pet leash. I've never seen it before. And it doesn't really do anything differently than the regular <laughs> leash. All right. The rope leashes. Sure. But I like it. It just looks a little cooler. Nothing different, though. No, it's a vanity item. Yeah. So, how about you? What'd you been up to? Well, you and I ran Kara. Yeah. And uh, you got a pet or something out of there, didn't you? I did. Yeah. From the last boss. Yeah. And you, you got mad at me because I wasn't looting. You never loot whenever we run together. It's all trash. What <laughs> that trash? Things up my bag space. It's trash that's worth money when you vendor it. Not enough. And I know that that uh, uh, you know a, a copper urn is a copper urn. I understand uh-huh. that, right? You know. I don't know. I just... You want to like earn your way through the auction house? That's how you earn my you way through the gold. auction house. Okay, you want to scam your way through the auction scam? house? Scam? No, <laughs> run no scams. Hey, well, maybe that one, but we don't talk about that one. You like to hustle? I don't like to hustle. What do you mean? Hustle. 
You like it's not hustling. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah, you hustle. Oh, all right. Well, um, that was fun. Been doing the holiday boss. You been doing the holiday boss? Most days. Yeah, I just run in and I like I AOE crazy. Here's what I started doing, right? Because it's just a big AOE fest and then you attack the boss and then uh-huh. it's AOE fest and you attack the boss. Well, I've been set up my demonic gateway. Okay. And I'll be like AOE, the AOE, and then as soon as they come to, and I'll, I'll be standing right by one of my gateways. And AOE and like crazy, and, I, and and I'll build bold and aggro. And as soon as I see them aggro coming towards me, I jump into my gateway, which oh. drops my aggro, and ports from the other side. And I'm like, I'm over here, AOE, AOE, <laughs> and I just wait and like go back the other way. Awesome. I used to run around. Now I just go back. And the only time I move now is when I notice that little spikes can come up underneath me. Yeah, because uh, that's painful. Yeah, not too bad, but I don't know. It just makes me cringe to watch the animation of it. <laughs> and then um, after the boss is dead, you know, there's like the atomite. Uh, node is usually there. Uh-huh. But I go get it. I don't know if it sells. I don't think I've sold it. It sells. But yeah, holiday boss. Did an LFR. I, I think I left more LFRs this past week than I actually completed. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't have time for. You know, there's a level of LFR I'll accept. And then there's a level I won't. A level of LFR shenanigans? Or just face pulling. Oh. You know, when you first get somewhere, the very first thing you can do in any LFR is pretty much trash. Okay. That's my assessment time. If I see somebody that just goes overboard with the trash, it's like, and, and we and we take a lot of damage, it's time to time to leave. If somebody goes and brings all the trash in and we handle it, I'll stay. If somebody brings all the trash in and we wipe, I'll definitely leave. <laughs> ain't coming back to that. Or if there's no communication. Like I went into one and we, you know, you know, sometimes you get into an LFR and it's not a full group yet and people okay. are buffing yeah. and people yeah. are eating and people, whatever, right? Not this guy. As soon as he gets in, boom, he's pulling trash. Oh. And I'm just like, um, Time to leave. <laughs> and I left right then and there. Like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. And uh, apparently we had some uh, some guildies in there as well, and uh, they left as well. <laughs> They're like, yeah, saw you leave. Good call. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, don't have, don't have time. I just don't have time. No time. Um, And then I've noticed something about me, and you may have noticed this with my play style as well, but I tend to fixate on something. Yes. Right. Well, I, I've, I've fixated on something. We'll talk about it more next week. Like, I fixated on the BFS. And got them, you know, Dark Soul, got them done in, like, what, a couple hours. Right, one day. Yeah. After ignoring it for months. Well, and I tend to do that. Because there's less, I don't know if it's less competition, or just maybe it's, like, sometimes I don't want to do the, the trendy thing everybody's talking mm-hmm. about. I just, you know, I just want to buck the system and do my hipster own thing. hipster WoW player. I'm a hipster WoW player. Maybe that's what it is. But, um, yeah, I went, uh, like I said, we'll talk about it next week, but I, it's pretty cool. It is uh, pretty cool. And, and, and then, the other thing I'm doing, on advice of a, from a friend, I'm actually reading a, uh, a book by William Shatner. It's an e-book. It's called Shatner's Rules. Um, now, w- William Shatner, you probably know him from Stuff My Price Dad Line. Says, Priceline Commercials, okay, Star, Star Trek, he was Captain Kirk. Yeah. And... The previous book that this person recommended was was good. It was called uh, Prey or Swarm or something like that. It was a Michael Crichton book. I think it was called oh, Prey. Okay. And it was pretty cool. 
And so I said, hey, that was that was a good book. I enjoyed that. Do you have another book you, you know you recommend? And he's like, you got to read this book. I was like, okay, let me go get the book. And I got the book, and I got it on Kindle. And I'm not, I'm not digging it. No, no. The only thing I like about the book is that it is it is a enhanced ebook. Is it an autobiography? No. Well, in a way, it's really weird. It's kind of like William Shatner. He he view in the book he's viewing himself as the persona Shatner, and he's like these are the Shatner rules, okay. okay? And he talks all about being Shatner. You know, one of the things that I'm kind of liking about the book though is that it's a you know it's this enhanced ebook. It has scattered throughout it uh, little audio buttons, and it's little bits from William Shatner himself. So that's kind of cool, uh, like this. Some of you may remember my now-famous late-night television appearances on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, reading the tweets of the former vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin. When the fractured nature of the 140-character feed met the somewhat fractured musings of the grisly mama, it occurred to Conan that they felt like poetry. Spoken word beat poetry. Take one Twitter feed, add one stand-up bass, one set of bongos, or is it two bongo? and one William Shatner, and you have yourself some late-night gold. Conan introduced me to the screaming crowd. I took my spot on a stool and read Sarah's tweets. Stone-faced, dry as a bone, while the cool jazz combo played behind me and Conan snapped his fingers. From sea life near lush, wet rainforests to energy housed under frozen tundra atop permafrost, God most creatively displays his diversity in Alaska. Tourists from across America here loving their 49th state. I'm reminded one heart, one hope, one destiny, one flag from sea to sea. Right. So you get the point, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of neat to have that little bit of a connection in the middle of, a, of an ebook. You know, the only the only difference is. I know we don't have my headphones with me when I'm reading, you know, a book. Sure. So it's a little tinny. And, you know, I'm like, oh. So it does take a little bit away from it. But it's kind of neat because it's like, hey, William Shatner is spending some time with me. That's kind of cool. But other than that, the book sucks. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Okay. Um, Yeah. So if anybody has a suggestion, I'm more like, well, I don't know if I should share exactly the books I'm into or not. But, um, Yeah. If you got good suggestions on a decent ebook, you know, something I can get off of Kindle that you think I might enjoy, let me know. And uh, I'll see what I can do with it from there. You're listening to HearthCast. Today's totally tantalizing topic Roll for Mounts, fighting the RNG boss. Brought to you by Open Raid. Last week we talked about mounts that are guaranteed if you run the right content. And this week we're going to talk about mounts that require lots of rolling against the RNG. Ooh, okay. That random number generator boss. Yeah. It'll be tough to beat sometimes. Sometimes. So first of all we have the Azure Drake. It drops from Malagos in the Eye of Eternity. 4% drop chance. Do you have that one? No. I don't think I have that either. Next, we have the Swift White Hawk Strider. Drops from a Heroic Magister's Terrace. 
and the last boss. And again, it's a 4% drop chance. Now, that one, I was running that one with you, mm-hmm. but I ain't gotten it. No. We no. got the pet. Yeah. It's also in that same instance. Right. But we didn't get the mount. Yeah. It's pretty. It's fluffy. That's an easy. I got to go back and do that. That's yeah. easy. All these are easy. Number three, Ashes of Alar. Tempest Keep, <sighs> yeah, Kalthus. Yeah, 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 we know you have that one. <laughs> God. 2% drop rate. Wildhead still says it's 2%, although I suspect it was actually buffed recently. Don't discount the fact that you got it by saying it was buffed. Well, I'm just saying. All That's right. my theory. But you can actually go straight into Kalthus without doing all the other bosses the way it, it's set up. Yeah, you can bypass. And you dragged me through a heroic set that calls the other day to try to get <laughs> the reins of the Raven Lord. Yeah, they did not drop. I did so, not know. No. Well, but you got a pet. You tamed a pet, a hunter pet. Oh, yeah. They had these uh, cobalt uh, wind serpents. Yeah. And I love the wind serpents. Like, um, when I first leveled up my hunter, I decided I needed to have one in every color. And then I realized I ain't got enough stable slots for that because <laughs> they're really not that useful overall. They're just really pretty. Uh, but Raven Lord has a 1.6% drop chance. There's a blue proto-drake that drops from Utgard Pentacle from that boss Scotty. We might as well just title the section, Mount's Root Doesn't Have. <laughs> right, this is... and of course, the coveted Fiery Warhorse from the first boss in Karazhan has a 1.1% drop chance. Mm-hmm. That means, statistically, to be able to get it, you have to run it every single week for two years. The we'll continue. We'll not get open the can of worms. Just go on. <laughs> okay. Are you arguing my statistics? Yes. Why? Because you have the same percent chance drop rate every time you go against the boss. I know, but that's another way to think about it. No. Yeah. No. There's no. You have you have that same chance every time you run. If you right. run it once, or you run it a million times. Uh-huh. You have. Uh, 1.1% chance. So it's not like running it for two years and you're going to be guaranteed to get no, it. No, you're not going to ever be guaranteed to get it. You have the same chance now and the same chance two years from now. 1.1, unless Blizzard changes it. Which I think they should. I think they should have like a random, you know, one person on the server is guaranteed to get it every uh-huh. day or something crazy. But that's just me. Yeah, don't don't make me go all waiting for Godot because there's a play I read that went all existential about... Godot? Yeah. No, it was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, I think he was in. It went all existential about this guy flipping a coin, and he flipped and landed on the heads a hundred times in a row. And he was talking about, like, what are the chances of that happening? But really... 50-50. It's like, if you think about it too much, you know, head is flowed. That's all I can say. (laughs) My head will explode. All right, also a 1.1% chance of dropping the Onyxian Drake, which, of course, drops from Onyxia's lair. I haven't seen too many people that mount. Uh, Holloway has it. Really? Yeah, he got it like those first run. This one like went in on a whim and got it. Hmm. There's a very pretty Drake called the Vitreous Stone Drake that drops from normal Stone Core, the second boss. It's actually a zero point nine percent chance to drop. Hmm. Have not seen that one. And then from normal Vortex Pinnacle, also the second box, there's a Drake of the North Wind. 
Do you have any of those drakes of the winds? Um, no. I have one of them for doing for getting exalted with the Tolbarad people. Mm. And there's another one that you can buy, but it has all these tokens, and I haven't bothered to go back there and do more dailies after I got exalted. I think the only drakes I have are like the welfare drakes. Welfare? Yeah, like Culling a, th- a Stratholme. Oh, yeah, right. There's that one. The bronze drake. Right. There, yeah. uh, then there's the red drake you get for your, uh, your rep from uh, Wormrest Accord. Okay. And then there's the, the blue and the black one that dropped from 10 and 25, um, whatever it was. How is that welfare if it drops from? Be- because at this point in time, it's very simple to go in there and, you know, you do the three drakes up, you go down there, you kill, there's your drake. It's. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Wait. The three drakes up, Obsidian Sanctum? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. So it's soup, you know. There's no challenge. You, you gotcha. put, there's your drink. Okay. And arguably the most rare mount, at least by drop chance, is the sea turtle mount. Be- but you get it by fishing. It can hmm. be fished up pretty much any time that you fish. Is this the one that you can get from uh, fishing in a pool? Yes. Yeah. Um, in Northrend, it varies somewhat, but it's around a 0.03% chance to drop. Ooh. If you move away from Northrend, for example, if you go in Pandaria... And dread waste. It's a point zero 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 four percent chance. <laughs> you did the math on that one. I did the math, and my calculator is making all these weird numbers. <laughs> it's like the E. You know, what does that did, mean? Did you Google that? Then I googled it. And <laughs> gave decimal point that I wanted. <laughs> wow. Um. So you're better off fishing in northern. Right. If, if you're going to go after that, but even still, that's a. Uh, Point zero three. That's one in, or three in ten thousand. <laughs> but you have that same chance every time you fish. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the the old argument. Is someone's like, all I have to do is fish up uh, three thousand times, and I'll, I'm going to get them out. No. <laughs> <laughs> like all I have to do uh, is run this a hundred times, and I'm no. Well, the one thing you have to factor in is that. For some things, there is a bad luck streak protection. Sure, that's built into it, right? Which but, does not factor into normal statistics, but yeah, wow. and it also doesn't factor into mount drops. It factors that's into true. a loot table for gear and. That's know. true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much know that. Been running, you know, Kara. How long? <laughs> so <laughs> how long have you run it? Run, uh, years. Do you run it um, consistently every week? Not consistently every week, but I'm probably, I would say I'm in like the 90 percentile of hitting it every week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, just run in, first boss, get mad, leave. Actually, now I even turn off auto loot when I'm in there. Really? Yeah. I don't want to like trash. Uh, what about, do you ever like look at T-Mod gear when you're running old instances though? No. No? No. I kind of lost interest in the whole T-Mod thing. You know, I really? had this whole cool skull set going on. That was my thing. The only real interest in T-Mog I have, do you remember the, it was a pig pin. That's all I called it. It was like pig pin. It was uh, for the warlocks, and they, they were like a dark cloud. You remember that? No. All right, well, they they were. There was this weird dark cloud that warlocks, it was some okay. tier set they had. What does pig pin have to do with it? Yeah, that's what pig pin looked like in, in, um, in uh, Peanuts. Oh. Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. You got the cloud around him. Right. So it reminded me of Pigpen. 
That'd be the only thing I'd want to go T-Mog into. Other than that, I've got zero interest in T-Mog. I just... Yeah. My frustration with T-Mog is that there's never a complete set that I can find. I can find three pieces, maybe, but not... I can't get the gloves and the shoes to match. There's, there's got to be a better resource. I mean, if there was a resource, I could go look at like a, a T-Mog set, you know? Well, there is. They have it on Wowhead. Yeah, but then... Yeah, it's know. just the sources for the pieces are so scattered. Right. Yeah. That's the That's thing. That's the issue. I, I just, plus, I don't just can't be bothered with it. It's just something else I got to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So we listed mounts that you're not guaranteed to get. There's some people that have been farming since it was released to try to get and still don't have it. And all these are ones you could solo. That's right. You They're know. all you can solo. And of course, there's a ton of really great mounds that you need a group to go after. You know, like the Sun and Galleon. Yeah. The Pure Blood Firehawk. Where's that one from? Firelands. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Invincible. True. Experiment 12B. Oh, I love that. The one you get from Shot Fear. Right. Yeah. Right. Actually, yeah, all four bosses drop them out. Yep. Got a chance. Yeah, got a chance. And, of course, if you need a group to run these, you know, Open Raid is a great place to look. Even for World Bosses. I've been in the habit of signing up for Open Raid for these World Bosses. I find it a lot easier. Yeah, it, it's it's just convenient. I mean, I know we have a group on our server that goes a particular time on a particular day. But if that's not conducive to somebody's schedule, then it's like now you're stuck around waiting for right. a group. Right. Whereas you can go to Open Raid and you can look on Open Raid and go, okay, here are... You know, five, six, ten, however many there are, world boss tours, and you find one that meets your criteria, you sign up for it. More often than not, when I've signed up for that kind of stuff, they end up looking for more people anyhow. So your chances of getting into a group are very high. Then the other cool part about it is once you've done it once and you've made a good impression with the raid leader, your chances of getting, you know, invited back again are are very high. Like the guy we have on our uh, who did the world boss tour for us last time, I still have him on real ID. We talk all the time. He's always looking for people for raids he's doing. Oh, okay, yeah. So awesome. So mounts got to get down that RNG boss. Most important thing. Yeah, and that's you know it's funny because I say like I don't really care for pets, and I don't think I've ever really quote unquote farmed. For a pet or a mount, rather, unless you know, I'll uh, go. Karen counts. You think it would count? I yeah, mean, just a quick run. Every week. Yeah, and then I go, I go do shed of calls. But for me, that's just running through and killing stuff and leaving. You don't take too much time. It takes longer to fly there and does do the answering. <laughs> <laughs> so if we missed any mounts, let us know. Send us a tweet at HearthCast. Send us an email to contribute at HearthCast.com. And tell us what your favorite mount is and how to get it. If you're going to survive Azeroth, you better bring your A-game. You'd better be ready. You'd better listen to the insights of Demonic Rick. Hi, everybody. Demonic Rick here. Just a quick update on my medication to restore my sight. I've been taking it for a little while now, and I have not seen, literally seen, any positive results yet. But if you do want to follow the progress, you can follow me on Twitter, at Demonicric. Now down to business. 
last episode, Root kind of mentioned how I spoiled uh, ICC and the Lich King fight a while back. In my defense, it was one expansion later. But I was wanting to see, what do you guys consider spoiler? Do you think it's last patch? All spoilers are not spoilers. Do you think last expansion? Two expansions ago? What do you consider the point in which you can so-called spoil? And what do you think about TV shows and books? Anyways, hope to hear your response back. And maybe even the listener's response. Bye, guys. Okay, so I did kind of call out Demonic Rick for spoiling the Lich King fight. Right. Um, And to me, it, it took the unknown away. And that's why I was kind of mad about it. Now, it was tremendously later. Um, like you said, an expansion later. And is there a statue of limitations or something that runs out on that kind of thing? It's hard to ask because you'd have to ask someone, hey, have you ever been on this fight before? No. Okay, cool. You know, that's that's where it's got to stop at. It didn't detract from anything for me, but at the same time, I, w- I think I would have been more surprised. Like, oh my gosh, I just died or whatever, you know, and whatever might happen. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'll give him the fact that it was an expansion later. We were really late on running that. But, um, yeah. I think it's courteous to um, give someone a heads up about spoilers or to be aware if they are if they haven't gotten to a certain place or not. But really, I don't think there is a, a limit that you have to wait on MMOs. Because it's MMOs, you're online. Somebody could say something in trade chat and just, you know, ruin everything. Ruin if you were expecting right. a surprise yeah. for what happens at the end of the raid. Right. You know? And if you're a good raider, you're going to be watching videos ahead of time to see exactly how the fight goes before you ever go into it. True. You know? And right. like, there's there's just too much online. There's just too many people on, I think, to try to expect everyone to not spoil things for you. Do you remember when uh, one of the Harry Potter books was came out and somebody, a lot of people were going in and being like, Dumbledore dies on page 112 or whatever it was. Spoilers. They would, but they were, they were like taping that like right on, you know, <laughs> like where, where you're going to buy the book on the oh. display. You know, like Dumbledore dies on page 753. Because <laughs> okay. everybody knew at, that, at one point in time, you know, there was a hint that there was a character that was going to die. That's true, and it's going to be a main character. There, and everybody was all like, who's going to die? Could it be this? Could it be that? And then like, Dumbledore dies. <laughs> yeah, I, I I picked up the book, I think, the day of or the weekend of it came out. And yeah, I remember sitting in my room and crying over that for a few hours. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's emotional. Oh. Well, I can cry over anything, so it's not that big a deal. Okay. Um. <laughs> now we're talking about spoilers, and he did mention, you know, books, TV shows, things like that. I watch shows that are very intense, um, things like, you know, uh, Breaking Bad or, yeah, I don't know, like, things are kind of scary, like, you never really know what's going to happen next. But a lot of times I actually go and read what's going to happen before I watch the show. <laughs> well, didn't you have something happen in your job like that where it ruined... Yeah, I ruined Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. If you can call it ruins, like I, yeah, I, you knew what was coming up in the <laughs> right because I, I work as a search engine evaluator, so right. I get 
what people search for. Yeah. I search for Downton Abbey, this person dies, season three. I'm like, oh, come on. No, I know. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. See, the, the thing about it is, if you don't know, you don't know, right? Yeah. Um, But I don't feel that it takes that much away from it. Do you know what the research says? Tell me what the research says. Okay, I read this on cracks.com a few weeks ago. And that's legit. I know it's legit. <laughs> uh, but it's a study done at the University of California that revealed, much in contrast to popular belief, spoilers actually enhance our enjoyment. As they did a series of experiments where they presented test subjects with one of three different versions of a story, one that was spoiled beforehand, one that was in its an original state, and one that had the spoiler incorporated somewhere in the middle. And surprisingly, the results proved that the test subjects who knew the spoilers beforehand enjoyed the stories more than those who experienced them unspoiled. And they theorize this because we tend to focus on the plot and the suspense, and it prevents us from kind of relaxing and taking in the elements that make up a good storytelling. Or as Jonathan Leavitt of the University of San Diego's psychology department put it, once you know how it turns out, it's cognitively easier, you're more comfortable processing the information, and you can focus on a deeper understanding of the story. I mean, I, I get that. But at the same time, I also like a good surprise. Right. Uh, but if, you, if something is really good surprise, and it's not just randomly thrown in, if there were actually hints along the way, I mean, how fun is it to go back and rewatch something now that you know the twist to it? And sure, like, see, Sixth like, Sense. Oh, yeah. And did you go back and watch Sixth Sense I after did. the end of it? Right, of course, exactly. And you found like so many great details. Like, oh, well, that I picked up on a lot of those, and I was like, "What is going?" I did. I didn't get it. Uh huh. But I'm like, "There's a pattern." Because I'm very pattern oriented, so when I see mm-hmm. patterns like that, they just stick out at me like sore thumbs. And so those kind of stuff picked up. But you know, now Star Wars. In uh, whatever episode it was where Darth Vader re- reveals to Luke Skywalker that he is his father. Mm-hmm. Familiar with that scene? Yes. Okay. In the actual filming of that scene, the Darth Vader character did not say those lines. Really? What did he say? Something completely different that Luke reacted no to. Something like, Luke, I killed your brother or something. I, don't, I forget exactly oh. what he said. But... Because you know the actor in the Darth Vader suit is not the guy talking. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You've got James Earl Jones talking later on. So the only, it was like three people, three or four people knew the actual line. James Earl Jones, obviously, um, and a couple other people. You know, no, they kept it like the huge secret until the until the movie screened and premiered. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So even, even some of the cast members so They wanted didn't to make know. sure that it didn't get leaked. Yeah. Huh. So there's even that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and that was back then. Imagine if they tried to do something like that today; it'd be leaked on the internet in 30 minutes. True. So, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what about books? Do you ever read to the end of a book? Go to the last chapter first to read the last chapter or see how things turned out. Um, it depends on the book. I have this thing about finishing all the books I read, but that doesn't mean I necessarily like every book that I pick up. Sure. I'm- Trust me, I'm doing the same thing with Shatner. I bought it, I'm going to read it. I'm not enjoying it, but I'm going to read the So I have thing. a few times, like, I'm not really interested in reading it, or if it, the plot's just frustrating me, I'll go to the end. Skip like, it, it up. Yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> or if it's something that makes me nervous, 
You yeah. go to the end like, okay, are they dead at the end? <laughs> no, okay, okay, now I can read this and relax. Okay, well, see, okay, so you self-spoil. Yeah, right. I guess so. I don't think it's good form to maybe ask. Like, hey, do you care if we care for spoilers? Because, yeah. I, I mean, I know it, in at, at my office there are TV shows that people watch. And some people watch it when it comes out, and some people, like, watch it on DVR. Some people wait until it's out on Netflix a year later, right? Well, the year later, they, they, they lose out. Oh. So, But we have unwritten rules of you can't talk about this particular series until, you know, when certain people are in the room oh, or... yeah. And, um, like, one of the guys who's, like, a couple of days behind, if he gets close to the area where the other people who he knows talk about it, he will announce... Stop talking about, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm coming this way. No more this talk. And, you know, so. Have you ever come out of a movie theater when it's like opening night and there's a line of people waiting to get in? Have you ever felt like really tempted just to like say really loudly to your friend, I can't believe he's dead the whole time? <laughs> uh, no, but I think it'd be funny if it had nothing to do with the movie. Right. Not like the actual ending, but yeah. just like a fake out. Yeah. Actually, that'd be the worst because then they spend the whole movie being distracted by a fake <laughs> ending than the real one. <laughs> I, th- I would see. To me, I would do something just a little more probably uh, conniving. Okay. Like I would come out and go, "Wow, I didn't think she'd be naked in that." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and have someone going to be like, "She's going to get naked," you know. <laughs> But I don't, don't know. <laughs> you know, it's something nothing to do with the plot at all. Right. You know, yeah. that's about it. So interesting. Yeah. Or then now I have been. Where was I? It was at. It was at a one of the remakes. Oh, I remember what. It was dumb. Um, it was it was Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> okay. And so we were in line to go see it, and some people came out, and they were obviously uh, inebriated. Is it Mark Ruffalo one or the Eric Bana? No, Banner this one? is who? Eric Bana. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And was it the guy who's in the Avengers or was the actor before that? Prior to that one. Okay. But anyhow, the guy comes out. Obviously, like I said, he's obviously inebriated. He comes mm-hmm. out and goes, I didn't know Bruce Banner was the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, nothing to do with anything. It was just. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and you think about like movies or TV shows that get spoiled by people who read the books. You know, like, uh, everyone's all up in arms about what happened at the end of Game of Thrones. Man, I don't watch that show, but the yeah. last season was apparently really, the last episode was apparently really dramatic. Yeah. And it shocked a lot of people, but people who had read the books, like, I yeah. knew it was coming. I don't do either, so I don't, that, that's yeah. the, 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 the one I was referring to at the office. Oh, that's yeah. what we talk about. So, I'll throw stuff in. I'll be like, I was like, they killed off like ten people last night, didn't they? You know, because I know it's like apparently like a lot of death in that thing, and that's about all I know. Death and nudity. That's all I hear yeah. about. So I'm like, I don't, I don't watch it. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I I think with with books though. I mean, I'll tell somebody like you know, I may say, let me know. You know, because I know I've messed up and, I, and I've told somebody before, like, oh, you know, the ending surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. And then that, I think, kind of like 
changes somebody's mindset and how they're reading the book. So I know I've messed that up before to people, but yeah, it is something I've been trying to decide how I want to handle it because yeah, I've been reading, and like I said last week, we just got you know a whole bunch more books for the studio, yeah. and I which are talk now, by the way, in uh, in size order. In Thank size you, order, I appreciate that. So, yeah, and I've been trying to decide how much I want to talk about it because there's a lot of little details I find out just about the world in general mm. that I didn't know before. So it's cool to find out. So. Yeah, but I don't know if that's a know. spoiler or not. Yeah. That's just a detail. That's true. Now, I know, like, people will ask me ahead of time, like, hey, have you seen this movie? And I'll say yes or no, and they'll go, do, and they'll say, like, yeah, something along the lines of, what, do you, do, you, do you care about spoilers? And I, I don't in a movie. I'm like, no, I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because just we've already said it, especially with like movies and today's you know current movies. You're gonna see something about it on the internet. Sometimes the trailer spoils it. Have you noticed that? Um, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Then again, I've also watched trailers that have had made no sense. You watching movies like why? Why did they make a trailer with that? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're gonna see it on the. You're gonna see it. So you know. Yeah. I still call somebody else out if they, they spoil it, though. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So like Demonic Rick said, uh, let us know your opinion about spoilers. If you think people should or should not, or should they give a forewarning, or just, uh, you know, ask people in advance if they care, or what is your opinion on spoilers? Well, Frank, you know we had a little bit of a internet issue here in the in the studio last week. Where, Which uh, prevented us from having our guest on. It, it did, because they, they actually unplugged the wrong suite. Oh. I guess somebody moved. Our, I guess our neighbors moved. They unplugged them, us oh, instead of them. Happen. Yeah, but we got a cool upgrade in the process. But yeah, that prevented us from having our buddy Dead Guy on, but he is here today. So, Dead Guy. Yellow. How are you? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? We're uh, we're doing pretty good this week. Uh, I'm glad you can make it out again this week as opposed to last week with the internet problem. So, what is going on with you in uh, in your life, man? What is going on? Well, I recently proposed to my girlfriend. Aww. Well, congratulations on that. That's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't get it to stop. That's what it felt a little long there. <laughs> We're just really happy for you. <laughs> well, I'm very happy for me too. So feelings <laughs> mutual. All right. So tell us about your fiance. Uh, she plays the game with me, World of Warcraft. That's where we met. Recently discovered that we've met almost two years ago. And we, how I know this is because when I first met her is I took her on one of my pug runs, uh, Sunwell. And that was her first time there. So the day she got her Sunwell achievement, is the day she met me. Oh, see if it marked in your achievement log. Yep. Aww. Uh, we also are on the same raid team, same guild, all that noise. And yeah, she lives far away from me, so there's some issues with distance. But other than that, it's been going great. Well, Dega, let me tell you this. I'll share this information with you. Uh, I just had my 19th uh, wedding anniversary. Congrats. Thank you. And my wife and I dated long distance for six years prior to that. So, wow. <laughs> so there you go. 
So do do the math on that one. <laughs> yes. up, what you come up with is root is old. <laughs> yes, I do that anyway. <laughs> so in game, what is going on with you guys? Uh, let's see. We recently have gotten one out of thirteen heroic Throne of Thunder. Grats. Working on our second, almost there. Uh, let's see. So something a lot of people may not realize, and yet will make total sense to everybody, is one of the hardest bosses of any raid instance is the attendance boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're having issues with that uh, on and off again. Do you think it'll be easier with flex rating? Uh, no, that yeah. will not help the normal mode raids at all. Oh, I mean, flex rating won't have quite that issue because you can cross realm it, but it will. And also, since you're not forced at a certain raid size and it's an easier difficulty, you can take more people and you're not forced to a raid size. Yes, but it will no way help normal mode raids. So it's not a replacement. No, no, not uh, at all. Gotcha. Um, it, it'll, it's additional content, which will be nice. And it'll be nice to take friends who are not good enough for normal into flex. That will also be very nice. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Uh, what I am looking forward to a lot is, what do they call it? Virtual realms. Because then we get more realms from which to recruit from without having people have to server transfer. And more people to buy your auctions. Yes, that'll be nice, too. Yeah, that doesn't affect, directly affect the raid team, as you asked, but oh, it true. definitely helps us overall, for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see. So you guys know that 5.4 is coming soon enough. Soon enough. Too soon. Wait, wait, wait. Blizzard and too soon? That doesn't happen. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Ragnaros. Zoom right over your head. <laughs> Every time in the entire game that you beat Ragnaros, he always says, Too soon. Oh, that's his death cry. Well, in one, uh, actually, yeah, I think it is. It's his death cry. He also says it one other time in Molten Core. His, his follower summons him and he's like, oh. Too soon, executors. Too soon. Oh. So, anyway, 5.4 is coming soon. Uh, massive change that's relatively important. There are going to be some current in-game achievements that will turn into feats of strength and will be no longer obtainable. Oh, ever. Yeah. like what? Uh, let's see. One that everybody should have seen coming, honestly, is the Dark Spear achievement. Dark Spear Revolutionary for both the Alliance and Horde. Uh, for Horde, it's aid Vol'jin. For Alliance, it's help fracture the Horde. It's the same stuff. Uh, just the 5.3 quest line uh, honestly takes like two to three hours to complete and gives you an achievement and a title. Dark Spear Revolutionary. Uh, looks like that will become no longer obtainable next patch. I got that, so I'm happy. Yes. Another one that's not so obvious is, okay, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for about five seconds, okay? Okay. <laughs> veil of Eternal Blossoms is getting blown the hell up. Boom. End of spoilers. <laughs> All right. One of the effects of this is that uh, next patch, the achievement for doing the Golden Lotus main quest line. This quest line unlocks as you do rep with them. So it starts in Kun Lai when you're talking to Zuen and you're trying to ask Zuen, can you please open the gate to Veil of Eternal Blossom? And ends with the defeat of Samogu at Exalted with Golden Lotus. Okay? Got it. That's the, the full quest line is along there. It scales purely with reputation with Golden Lotus. That 
achievement is becoming a feat of strength next patch and will be no longer obtainable. And I just did that one like last week, a week before. So, yeah, it looks like every other achievement having to do with Golden Lotus will still be obtainable. Some of them will change how you get them. Because you like, can still uh, get rep with them after the fact. Yeah, yeah you'll still yeah, be able yeah. to get rep. I'm just saying that achievement and the original quest chain, not the uh, the dailies at the first two daily zones. And the original one-off quests for the story will go no longer obtainable. You will never be able to do them next patch on. Hmm. See, I, I like it when Blizzard does that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, it helps see the world change. Yeah. And dig Like storyline advances. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to move any of the rares there in Veil of Eternal Blossoms. No. Uh, in fact, specifically, some the quest mobs that are part of uh, Pay to Slay. I forget the name of the achievement. It's the achievement to kill all the quest, big bad quest mobs at the end of the quest daily quest chains. Right. Uh, those are all becoming rares that give Ooh. bonus rep for Golden Lotus. Oh, look, there you go. And it's something about one of them crabs are dying, too. Freckleface saw that. Yes, but that's just a crab. Yeah, it's a big crab over by um, the the Alliance trying to tomb. That's not just a crab. Oh, that is a crab that might have been able to tame next expansion because I can't now because he's too high level. Right, he's going away. Oh, remember so we saw him. Frankface and I saw him, and Freckle looked him up on on Wowhead. He's like, oh, all he does is drop crab meat. <laughs> it's like, well, no wonder no one's killing him. Yeah, because so, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Ground gear? Ground gear. Mm-hmm. Ground gear. I wish I had that object so I could link it in like other chats. What you do is you take an engineer to Northrend, you kill mechanicals, you engineer them, and eventually you'll get some. Uh, but I need there. to be able to link it in like other chat rooms other than WoW. Yes, you do. <laughs> it is the best chat item, hands down. All right, so any other big significant changes that we've seen coming with 5.4 as far as content and storyline goes? Uh, well, everybody knows it's the fall of Garrosh. That that's no big surprise, right? Um, there's actually some decent reveals horde, for Horde, uh, and sorry, let me phrase this better. There's some decent reveals for Horde significant NPCs that are involved with the Siege of Orgrimmar. I could tell you some of it, but this is also definitely spoilers. Do you want me to share? Yes. Okay, Gamon gets a voice actor and becomes awesome. Oh, I'm not even kidding. His own voice actor. Cool. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I'm going to be sad about is we have to kill General Nazgrim, which makes me sad because I like General Nazgrim. If I knew who that was, I I might have an opinion. (sighs) He's been with us since the uh, launch of Wrath, and he started out as Legionnaire Nazgrim, or actually maybe even lower. I don't remember. Well, congrats on him for getting his promotions. Yes, he's now General Nazgrim, and he's going to go down to his leader because he has to, because he, he, honor. And, like, he even regrets it the whole time. All the voice acting for him talks about how he's sad he has to die. He's sorry he had to go, what his war chief said, but he's glad it was you that killed him. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. I think it's Gammon who actually kills him. Oh, yeah, you think Blizzard's going to pull that same thing where we don't actually kill primary characters, another character kills the primary character? Um, I could see that happening with Garrosh. I mean, we all know who has to kill Garrosh. Right. Has to be Vol'jin. Has to be. So one of the other boss fights is going to be the Claxi Paragons, which we kind of saw coming because 
at the end of the quest chain for Claxi, when you reach Exalted, they more or less say, hey, we were allies because we had a common enemy, the crazy Empress and the Shah right, right. But if the old gods ever come back, we're going to kill you dead. And since Garrosh is getting his power from the heart of Yasharaj, which is their old god, he, they, they're basically saying, hey, hey, you have you are essentially the reincarnation of Yasharaj. Guess you're my boss, and then just do whatever Garrosh says. Wait a minute. So are we losing anything with Klaxi? We're not going to be able to get the Scorpion mounts anymore? No, I don't think so. Because timeline-wise, the quest chain in with the Klaxi happens during Heart of Fear content. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the Klaxi that we fight in the raid, Siege of Orgrimmar, they're them about a year later. Gotcha. So. Okay. So it'll just be like how Northrend is like four years behind the main story still. Right. Frozen in time. Yeah. Yeah. The toys for Dark Spear Revolution content may go away next patch. This is in no way certain at this point. Well, speaking of toys, didn't you get something new that you wanted to talk about? Oh, yes. It's called the Shadow Pan Geyser Gun. Ooh. Who drops it, that? It's not a drop. Oh. What it is, is you have to go into the raid, Throne of Thunder, and you have to have killed up to Tortos. You don't have to have killed Tortos, but you have to kill up to Tortos. What, what is there uh, on Tortos trash? Uh, you, uh, Li Shen knocks down the bridge. You fall down into the cave with Tortos. There's some geysers in there. There's a big one in the middle that knocks you straight up and back into the previous area of the raid. There's little ones around there that you can just hop around and be silly with. Okay? Sure. I've done that. They give you a debuff. Uh, it doesn't do anything. It just says something to the effect of like splashed or something. I don't remember what it says. I just know it doesn't do anything by itself. If you chain the geysers, the debuff stacks. There's a set of geysers in a circle that you can, if you aim your character well, you can just constantly land in one, in one then the next, then the next, then the next. Right. In a continuous circle. If you get up to 250 stacks of this debuff, you get a toy in the mail. See, now, ironically, I thought something would happen like that, and we tried that a while back, but we only did, like, one complete circle. Every 50 stacks you do, your character starts sparkling, and every additional 50 stacks you sparkle more. Twilight. Yeah, yeah, except it's water, not vampirism, but whatever. Did you say if it works in LFR? It works every... Oh, the trick? I have no idea. Although huh. I don't see a reason why it wouldn't. So you'd have to... If you're in an LFR group, you basically have to wait till it's over then run back, though. Exactly. And don't drop instance group, because if you drop instance group, you can't get back in. Right. But yeah, you queue up for part two of LFR clear. Uh, after everyone else is leaving, you head back to Tortos, and then you just start doing it. It takes ten minutes of doing it correctly in order yeah. to do it. Hmm. Which means how many times did you restart? I didn't do it. I bribed oh. uh, my girlfriend to do it. <laughs> oh, your fiancé. Yes, my fiancé. And, and now we know the real reason that you got engaged. <laughs> she has more coordination than you do in the game. Yes, that's clearly it. She carries me everywhere. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got this gun. What does this gun do? It's a super soaker. Oh. Ooh. And you can just run around shooting people with water and they get a, a debuff called like splash or something <gasps> that indicates that you shot them. Five minute duration, 30 minute cooldown on use pacifies you. You can't do anything. 
You can't take any actions at your class or mount or anything. You get an extra action button. This extra action button causes you to uh, squirt water out of like a, a gun. And it is quite entertaining. I used it in my raid last night after we were done for the night and just kept shooting everybody with a super soaker. It was great. That does seem like a, it could be a lot of fun, you know, but yes, no, no damage. You can't like, you wouldn't like use that in, in raid, like in combat. Oh, absolutely not. It'd be funny though. No, it's actually fun to run around shrine of two moons or seven stars. If you're traitorous Alliance <laughs> and uh, just shoot people. Cause then they get all wet and most people don't know that this is a thing. So, Oh yeah, that's true. So why am I wet? Hacks. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, we never did go do that rainbow trinket thing, Frack. We need to. We need to reorganize I have the that. Rainbow trinket. I know, but we never went and used it in LFR. Oh. Yeah, we need to reorganize that and do that. Yeah, we do. You got the like rainbow. You all want- I do not. No, I never quested in Felwood. Oh, you should go back and get the little rainbow trinket. It shoots out the Care Bear rainbow. It's awesome. Yes. Yes. I am aware. We should do that and just get a bunch of people and 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 go. Just troll LFR or troll something on open raid. <laughs> Terrible people. Terrible. Speaking of open raid, I heard you had some publicity in open raid being uh, on the front of a particular website. Yes. Uh, open raid hosted an event with Icy Veins where we went and did heroic Mogushin vaults. We did it both United States realms and EU realms. Horde both sides because Icy Veins plays Horde and heroic Mogushin vaults. And it made it to the front page of MMO Champion. It was there for a couple hours while the event was running. Very it was fun. pretty cool. So was it a, uh, a relatively successful event? We one-shot all bosses except Heroic Spirit Kings. I could, I could see that. I could see that. That's cool. Heroic Spirit Kings was terrible. We had, a, <laughs> we had a hunter kept wiping us, and we couldn't figure out what he was doing, and neither could he. He clearly understood what was, how the encounter worked, and he could not figure out what was going wrong. Oh. Maybe he had a graphic error like I used to have and would, you know, that one little bit of lag where I never saw that boss's effect and would kill me every time. Uh, the mechanic in question is any attacks against the boss causes the boss to explode the raid. Oh, he had hit escape. No longer targeting. Turn around. Pet was on passive. Part of it, at least, was from a set bonus of Throne of Thunder oh. summons a uncontrollable oh. Thunderhawk pet, which seemed to trigger the explosion. And he could not tell the Thunderhawk to chillax. So you guys pretty much put him in the corner. <laughs> we had him no. Gave him a timeout. <laughs> we had him go naked. Uh, well, you mean no? That was getting that you you're going to have to have him break his his set piece bonus in order to kill the boss. Yeah. Wow. Now this this <laughs> was never an issue at content because this is the Throne of Thunder right. set piece bonus. Right. So he's kind of much like, uh, hey, can someone crap me some PvP shoulders? <laughs> Something. Actually, no, he had some old stuff. I don't know about you, but raiders generally keep, if they have similar eye level gear that they take for better stats, we generally keep multiple copies in my bank. Like, I currently have like four extra pieces in my bank of current content I'm holding on to in case I get a better piece and need to swap out stats. Sure. Absolutely. Plus, and it's that's already what he did. gemmed and reforged and every, enchanted and everything. Exactly. I don't throw that stuff away right off the bat. I cry for a while after I spent all that gold on it. <laughs> I spent 4,000 gold and I replaced you the next time, the next time I'm in the instance. So anything coming up with Open Raid? Any more uh, staff events or big events coming up? Uh, one I can't talk about yet. Of course. Uh, 
I'm still doing weekly runs. I'm doing ho- I'm personally doing a Hoff meta run. Uh, I'm running Firelands again. Running this weekend, I'm running Herald of the Titans for lulls. Uh, let's see. I'm probably going to next weekend do a heroic Shaw Fear. Well, cool. I also heard, though, that uh, some congratulations are in order about a little bit of a promotion you got at Open Raid. Oh, that one, yes. Uh, we have reached, or rather, reaching 200,000 member limit. Not limit, but threshold. There we are. So Ooh. we're going to pass 200,000 members here, sir. That is awesome. I can remember it was just a few people. Actually, I think when I got involved with the Open Raid, there were about uh, just a couple thousand actually on there. That may be. I know yeah. you joined after it was brand new. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked about it. Can't believe this is happening. How it keeps going. That's what surprises me. Oh, yeah. Well, more people find out about it. And, and that's the, the beauty of it is the more people who actually use Open Raid, the better Open Raid becomes. So very cool. Any other uh, little words of wisdom or any kind of a hit hint or tricks or tidbits you want to leave us with? Gimme glods? Ha <laughs> no. <laughs> I know flex rating is gonna make open raid even bigger because then people can go to open raid and find cross realm people for their flex raid. Well, I hadn't even considered that. That's great information right there. Yeah, yeah. we're actually we're actually like in anticipation about that. Like because th- there's a lot of people who raid who have no interest in like pre old content. Like none at all. They only want current content. And so open raid right now isn't that big of a deal for them because it's all old content. Even if it's only one tier behind, they don't care. Flex raid will be ostensibly current content easier, but current content probably get an influx of players for that. That is going to be awesome. So my advice to people on that would be go sign up on open raid now, start running some raids, uh, because one of the things that happens when people run raids is your raid leader and other people in your raid can actually rate you as a player. So you actually have a reputation level on open raid. So my suggestion is get in now prior to flex rating so that you actually have a reputation built up on open raid so that when people start putting flex teams together who care to look at your reputation can see that you actually have some reputation. Yeah, and they'll also some people look at comments too. I know I do. For when I do anything that's remotely difficult content, I look at comments cuz I need to know that people aren't, you know, jerks or don't listen. Exactly. And so, and I'm sure as a raid leader, you would probably comment if you had a negative experience with a player as well. Yes. Yes, I do. So that type of information becomes valuable to anybody who's going to be doing this flex rating coming up. So get in now, get your positive comments, get positive reputation, and then make your flex rating life that much easier. Well, hey, Dead Guy, thanks again for stopping by the show and imparting some wisdom with us. We're looking forward to the 5.4 changes and the stuff that's getting turned into uh, feats of strength. That's going to be really cool. So we go... Have our people get that out of the way so they can, you know, showing off feats of strength is cool. Yeah, it is. I know I enjoy having a bunch myself. Real quick, Dead Guy, before we head out of here, how do people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me on openraid.us. I'm Dead Guy. I'm Kerboden on the forums and in chat. But if you want to look up my character, I'm Dead Guy, D-E-D Guy. I'm on the Tanaris server. You can also come talk to me on the Tanaris server as well. I'm normally on Dead Guy. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Kerboden, K-I-R-B-O-D-I-N. I post all my raid information there. So if you ever want to sign up for one of my raids, you can either follow me on Twitter or friend me on Open Raid, and you will get notices of when I post new raids. Awesome. Well, we look forward to having you back on the show next time. Sounds great.
like to personally thank each and every one of you listening to episode number 175 of HearthCast. It has been a blast. Remember, head over to OpenRay to get your in a group to go get your mounts that you can go in with a group there and go on mount runs. Of course, these ones we talked about this week aren't guaranteed, but you can almost be guaranteed to get into a group to go try to get it. So there you go. Go check out OpenRaid.org for that. Freck, what is going on in the world of Warcraft this week? There's a fireworks display on July 4th in-game. It's starting at 1 p.m. and it's going to be every hour on the hour in your capital city and in Booty Bay. Do you think they'll do it in uh, Pandaria? Or you got to go back to like Orgrimmar or Stormwind or Booty Bay? You know what? I'm not sure because huh. that description just says capital cities or... Oh, I don't do you count do you count the no, I don't the think they're shrine? a capital city. They don't, don't have auctioneers. Shrines. Yeah, I think you'd have to go back. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Stormwind or uh Orkmar. Or Ironforge. I saw them in Ironforge one year. Yeah. But that might have been New Year's Eve. Just still cool. So hey, what you can do before that though is make sure you've got your uh your fireworks. Because I have like the everlasting fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh there was the horde one that they got for doing the um some event when Pandaria first came out or Cataclysm, one of them. So I've got like three or four different fireworks. So be sure to get your own fireworks too. Do you know? Oh, add to the display. Add to the display. Nice. Stock up on party grenades. You know, <laughs> have fun with it. We are also looking for our next recipient of our Hearthy Award. And don't forget, you can win them. You can only earn them. So if you have any suggestions, make sure you send us an email or a tweet. And we're looking for our next contestant for Hearthcast AOE. If you're available for about 15 minutes uh, between six and nine p.m. Eastern Time Zone and would like to challenge either myself or Root, can send us a message through SpeakPipe on HearthCast.com. Special thanks going out to everybody who has uh, given us a review on iTunes, our followers on Twitter, and our friends on Facebook. Thank you so much. I know I've been a little quiet this uh, week or so uh, on both the social media outlets, but uh been a little ill, so uh, yeah. feeling better. So I'm glad. I'll be getting back into it shortly. And as this episode is wrapping up, go check out Ego Networks at egonetworks.com. Lots of other fine podcasts covering a array of subjects. Check out the Training Dummies podcast with Hendon Holloway. And also the Vote to Kick podcast with Synergy Akari Eclipse Androthan. That's at twitch.tv slash vote number two kick. For even more podcasts, check out the WoW Podcast subreddit to get the constant updates on the newest and freshest episodes of your favorite podcast and to check out up-and-coming shows. And you can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Shoot an email to contribute at hearthcast.com, tweet me at hearthcastfreck, or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or you can send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5, Open Raid. Go check out openraid.org. Get your account today and go on your mountain runs. It's a lot of fun. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Thanks for listening to